The Holocaust resulted in the death of over 11 million people. This was done in order to achieve a preferred human race, that race being the Aryans. Six million Jewish people and five million other groups of people that included Roma, Jehovah's Witnesses, gay men, those with physical and mental disabilities, black Germans, and various Eastern Europeans were killed in order to meet Hitler's demands and goals for the future of the German society. Welcome back to another episode of History Heroes. I'm one of your hosts, Wyatt, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Chris Papakiller and Fabian Francis. Today we are covering The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. We will discuss the inspiration she found from the Holocaust and the Nazis' race ideology by talking about these historical events, explaining its connection to the novel, and finally how the ideas she showed in her novel still exists today. Okay, with that being said, I think it's time to move into our first segment, talking about the historical event itself. This segment is all about explaining the historical event of the Holocaust and the Nazis' preferred race. To just begin here for those who are not aware, the Holocaust was committed by Nazi Germany during the 1930s and 1940s, with the goal of killing all those who did not fit into Hitler's quote-unquote dream world of sorts. Hitler wanted an Aryan society, Aryan being people of German or European descent, and viewed all non-Aryans as worthless. In specific, he viewed Jewish people in this way. To add on there, historians say Hitler viewed Jewish people as a cancer. He wanted to annihilate them in order to make room for Germans. The way he did this was by slowly taking away Jewish and other groups' rights away over time. He didn't instantly put people into concentration camps. Instead, it was a slow descent into that, with rights such as voting or the right to own a business being taken away with time. The Germans created a separation between the Aryans and all other groups of people. They even made Jewish people walk around with stars on their shoulders so they could be identified. The Nazis also forced sterilization on many groups of people, including black Germans and those with mental and physical disabilities, as they did not fit into Germany's vision. It's definitely true that it was a slow process. Hitler came to power in 1933 and the Germans didn't begin systematically killing Jewish and Roma people until 1941. This was an eight-year process. I think it's really started to pick up with the beginning of the war, especially when Germany invaded Poland and they had millions of more Jewish people under their control. They really began their quote-unquote extermination after the war started. They began sending these people to both work and death camps and transported them by train. This resulted in the death of millions at places like Auschwitz. Once the war was over, 7 to 9 million people were displaced from their own countries and they did not have a home to go back to. Talking about how it was a slow process and it didn't happen right away, I think that's a main thing Atwood was trying to say in her book. And I think it's a main thing to take away from this historical event. That stuff like this can happen over a long period of time, and if nothing is done about it, it will just get worse and worse. I fully agree with you, Wyatt. I think that it's important to see how Atwood was warning that you can't let things like this slide when it comes to governments and societies like this. Not to get into our next segment too much, but I think when we look at how, in The Handmaid's Tale, the Sons of Jacobs begin slowly to do more and more and take more and more power from people, we definitely see a connection to Nazi Germany. Just look at how they took away women's rights slowly until they were fully gone. It's just like the Nazis did with Jewish people. I think that's a great point, and I feel like we covered all we need to in this segment. So I think we can keep moving here into our next segment, which talks about the historical event in connection to the novel. The 
Welcome back. And to start with the connections of this historical event to The Handmaid's Tale, we see that in the new society of Gilead that only white babies are wanted, and we only see white characters. There's a reason for this. Gilead has a preferred race like the Nazis. They prefer white babies, and in fact, they only want white babies. That is why we only see white women that could be handmaids. This is also why we see them trying to get rid of all the other races and religions from their society. We see how they send Jewish people back to Israel or make them convert. And we see them transporting quote-unquote children of Ham, meaning people of color, to labor camps. I agree with that, Fabian. I think that there's an absolute connection between Gilead wanting preferred race and the Nazis wanting one as well. I think the way in which they went about doing it was also very similar, as both used work camps to send people who they thought bad away, like unwomen or like Jewish people. I also personally believe that although it wasn't mentioned that they killed certain races for them just being that race, it is mentioned in the historical notes when the professor says that, quote-unquote, more than one boatload of Jews was simply dumped into the Atlantic, inferring that they were just killed. In my opinion, instead of sending these people to Israel like they promised, I think they just performed a genocide like the Nazis did. Yeah, Atwood made a ton of references to the Holocaust and Nazi Germany throughout the book. I remember at one point when Serena Joy is watching TV, they mention how the children of Ham are being moved by thousands at a time, and she wonders if it's by train. This is exactly how the Nazis move people during the Holocaust, by train. We also see the connection to the Holocaust when Offred mentions the small tattoo on my ankle. That is used to make sure people know she is a handmaid. This is what the Nazis did with Jewish people, but instead, they put the numbers on their wrist. We also see a connection between the way unwomen were treated and the way Jewish people were treated, as the unwomen said to be in awful, unhealthy work camps, where they would only live for a few months or years. This is exactly like the Nazi concentration camp workers. I really like that point, Wyatt. I didn't think about the similarities to the unwomen and the concentration camp workers, but now that you bring it up, I see a lot of connections there. I remember when Offred meets Moira again, and Moira tells her that people in the colonies at these work camps are mostly people they just want to get rid of. I think that's a really good connection. Thank you. And that's just a strong connection I took away from the novel. I found it smart for Atwood to make that connection the way she did. I'm ready to move on now if you guys really got all your main points across. Yeah, I feel we're ready to move on. There's definitely a lot of connections between the novel and what happened in real life in Nazi Germany. Me too. But before that, we have a quick word from our sponsor, Audible. We would like to take a second to thank our sponsor for today, Audible. Audible is an online audiobook platform that has every book that you can ever imagine narrated by the best of the best. All you have to do is pay a monthly subscription and then you get access to thousands of audiobooks on their platform. Books like The Handmaid's Tale are easily accessible with Audible. I know I used Audible to listen to The Handmaid's Tale for this podcast. With the code HISTORYHEROES, you can get a free book with your subscription. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring us and let's get back to our final segment. In our final segment, we're just going to discuss how what happened in history and what happened in The Handmaid's Tale is still taking place today. Now, there's one main example of concentration camps, genocide, and a preferred race taking place in the modern day, and that is happening in China, where millions of Uyghurs, who are Turkish Muslims living in China, are being put in the labor camps disguised as quote-unquote re-education centers. 
Now, this personally reminds me of the Red Center and the Handmaid's Tale. And also to add on here, these re-education centers, China is saying, is to provide skilled trade to these workers so that they can go out and work in the workforce. Many people are calling it the quote-unquote largest mass internment of an ethnic religious minority group since World War II, which would be the Jewish people in Nazi Germany. That really shows how big of an issue this is. In my research, I found out that the point of these camps is to erase the Uyghur Islamic religion and cultural identity. And I found out that the Chinese government is also trying to stop Uyghur women from having children by forcing sterilization and abortion on thousands of women. This is like what the Nazis did, and it's like how Gilead didn't want any other babies than white babies, meaning they would get rid of babies of different race and babies with disabilities. China is performing a cultural and physical genocide. And to add on to your point there, Wyatt, it's a growing issue and it's not getting any better. The number of camps is only increasing and they're becoming more like prisons, according to drone footage. This situation will only get worse if nothing is due to come to and stop it. That's the thing. Eventually, someone will stop it. We have to have hope for that. Look at history. With the Nazis, eventually the Allies closed in on Berlin and stopped everything that they were doing. And I bet that a similar thing happened in Gilead that either outside governments and countries fought back against them, or that there was a revolt in their own empire from their own citizens that caused it to end. I hope that this can also happen in China, either an outside government steps in, or the people in China revolt themselves. But it is important that we bring awareness to this issue and encourage governments to act, because we can't just sit around and let this happen to change a hope. We have to do something. Yeah, that's true. I think that countries like the U.S. should step in and do something to stop what is happening because that would make a huge difference. Also, government bodies outside of the U.S. like Canada or France or Britain should also step in and potentially international organizations like the U.N. or NATO could also do something. Well, from my research, I found that the U.S. have put in some restrictions and sanctions against China for this. But many activists are saying that more pressure needs to be applied. Otherwise, these people are just being left out to dry. So hopefully this podcast can encourage some more support. I've heard about some of those restrictions you're talking about, Fabian. I heard that these camps produce one fifth of the world's cotton supply. So the U.S. recently put a sanction on the cotton that comes from these camps, meaning that companies within the U.S. can't buy cotton from these companies and it has to be fair trade. I think that was a good place to end it, so we will move on to our final thoughts coming up. All in all, The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood is an extremely well-written and researched book that provides a possible look into a modern-day dystopian future. Chris, what's your opinion on this book? Well, in my opinion, I feel that it is a very good warning out there for people to remember how dystopias like this start and how it's not an impossibility for our society to end up like this. It has happened before. We went over that in relation to Nazi Germany and it can most definitely happen again. I agree with Chris. I mean, just look at what is happening right now in our world with China. How is it not similar to what Atwood is talking about in her novel? What Atwood is expressing in this novel is not only a possibility, but I believe it to be a reality in our own modern world. Well said. I think with that, we will end today's episode. Thank you to all our listeners for supporting our podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, Audible. And thank you to our producer slash editor, Caleb. New episodes coming every week on Mondays. And next week, we look at the historical inspiration behind Apocalypse Now. So don't forget to tune in. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, boss.